welcome to the No Disqualification Podcast. I am Adrian. I am Laz. And listen, this is the premier wrestling podcast for the premier listener. And tonight we are covering AEW Revolution 2021. This um, highly anticipated AEW um, pay-per-view. AEW pay-per-views are very far between. Uh, few, few and, and far, far between. between. Thank you. Um, but let's swing into it now. Laszlo had missed the... The buy-in match and um, the first match of the night. So I'm going to kind of fill everyone in on this and kind of give you some backstory for the matches that are going on. You can, please. I missed Chris Jericho. You missed, yes, you missed Chris Jericho, and he's with MJF. Dang it. um, It's kind of like a younger Chris Jericho in a way, kind of how they are. But uh, let's just get into that. So for the buy-in, we have um, Riho and Thunder Rosa. Um, They're supposed to be taking on... Dr. Britt Baker DDS. She's actually a dentist. In real life? Real life. No case. She's actually a dentist. So they brought that into her. Her finishing move is a lockjaw. That's. She gets in the cross face and grabs right here and pulls her head back. I love that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, And originally she was supposed to be tagging up with Rebel, but Britt Baker comes out and she's really good on the mic. Um, But she comes out and she's saying, Rebel can't compete tonight. Like, I even brought a doctor's note, signed by myself, Dr. Britt Baker, DDS. And the announcer goes, dentists aren't real doctors. You can't write a doctor's note if you're a dentist. And she was like, well, luckily, right across the hall, the the medical doctor for the Jacksonville Jaguars was there. And he agreed that Rebel can't, she can't compete tonight. Her, her, Because she got beat up by Nyla Rose on the previous Dynamite. So they're okay. They're saying they're saying she can't compete tonight, so I have someone else, and um, her name is Maki Ito, and I was not familiar with her work. Ito Ito Maki Ito Ito yes Ito actually. Um, I was not familiar with her work. I have seen her. I think I saw a few clips of her online, but she goes back to she's wrestled Britt Baker before I believe, and she's also wrestled Thunder Rosa before. Um, They mentioned that she wrestled Thunder Rosa, and I think the. It's going to be a weird name. I think it's like the Joshi Princess Tournament back in Japan, um, which Thunder Rosa had to um, forfeit. her. She won it, but she had to forfeit the title of it. I think due to maybe COVID, come back to the States. I'm not really sure about that. But this oh, match... For real, honest to God, forfeit. She yeah, she, had, she couldn't do it anymore, I guess. Oh, man. Um, but this match is very interesting. Um, Maki... Um, to the crowd is very much a a face like she she comes out and she has like the little in sync face mic on and she's singing her theme song the mouthpiece yeah she used to be in a k-pop group i think that's weird um, so she's coming out she's singing cool. her music and stuff and the crowd's like right. and she's singing her stuff and she has a good voice and all that so she's made huge pop by the way when she's announced so it's like she, it's made out that she is a face the star Britt yeah. baker is a heel um, okay. Thunder Rosa face, Riho face. So it's a weird little dynamic. Um, and they have a very much a back and forth competition. Thunder Rosa is really made to look like the star as she should. Um, talented the kid. Pod- yes, really- the podcast will agree. She's a very talented, um, competitor. Um, I personally think that she's fantastic. Um, we saw her in Imperial Wrestling. She was there in wrestling for Imperial Wrestling. But she was also a former NWA Women's Champion. No kidding. Um, and now, you know, she's working with Dynamite. And she'll be returning to NWA Power later on. I think she's fantastic. 
um, and she was made to look like the star, but Britt Baker actually gets the, the win here. Um, Rose, is, she goes to bounce off the ropes, and Rebel, who has her crutch, swings it and hits her right in the back of the head, oh. and she's she's uh, she's pinned. Um, I give this match three bells. I know you weren't able to see it, but I think it was a three-bell match. Um, AEW is building their women's division. Uh, someone say slowly and surely, but they're, they're building it back up. Um, I like that. Um, we're very, very critical. I am, and I know other wrestling fans are, but we're normally naturally very critical of their women's division. But I think they're taking good strides to improve it, and I'm excited to see where it goes on from here. I, as am I. Um, I like I, I like the athleticism of the, of the females. Um, when I was growing up, it was Glow, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yes, they weren't gorgeous. <laughs> no, they. they, they and the big Russian woman. Yeah, the the. the like a mohawk type thing. Yeah, she and then I think later on she had like the Hey Arnold type of cut. Uh, yeah. Gerald from Hey Arnold. Yeah, the flat yeah. top. Yeah, um, they they were the Queen Latifah esque, we should say. Very yeah, but, but like Stout. a bit like yeah, and but like six four and like two forty. Like what's up, fellas? You know, like like that. Um, and that now the, the women are they're more tighter and more athletic. Uh, I like that, and um, I'm usually pretty critical of, of women matches. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's for that reason, you know. Um, now, next up was a match. You know, you're upset you missed. And it was the opening match for the show. It was the Young Bucks um, against Jericho and MJF. And this is for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Um, now, let me give you some build to this. The Young Bucks were kind of showing a little bit of a heel stride. They were super kicking random people. And whenever mm-hmm. they were like, hey, you got fined, you super kick the referee, they'd pull like $1,000 out and throw it out. Throw it at the guy. Who was, <laughs> so there you go. Paid for it. I There's like that. Fine. All right. Um, but then we we kind of get from we get some stuff going on in the inner circle. So um, to kind of fill you in, Laz, with the inner circle, MJF joins the inner circle. MJF is a obnoxious kid. He was on Rosie O'Donnell when he was a kid, so that I guess that says a lot about him. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, the Rosie O'Donnell show. I don't remember it. Not a lot of people do. But she was. She was. He was. He was a smarmy. Talks a lot of crap. And then he finally joined the inner circle. And the, the long game is that he's trying to tear the in, inner circle apart from the inside. Um, and they kind of tease that later on in an interview that he's going to become the uh, the new leader. When he when he when uh, Jericho and him are being interviewed, and MJF <laughs> says, yeah, I think we do need a drastic change in the inner circle. Oh, you know, they're kind of playing the seeds that he's going to take over. But. Um, they did a, if I remember, yeah, if I, if I remember, they, I think they did a tournament or maybe it was a battle. I think they did a tournament, um, to see who in the inner circle would take on the young bucks. Cause they were, it was Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager, um, MJF Jericho, Santana and Ortiz. And I think it was Wardlow and some other guy. And I think they had like a, maybe a, a tournament or as a, like a battle world or something that they were doing. And Jericho and MJF won, and they say that they are the new tag team of the of the uh, inner circle. Mm-hmm. And then they kick Sammy Guevara out. Well, Sammy Guevara left because he said, if MJF does one more freaking thing, like if he does one more thing to piss me off, I'm gone. Well, guess what? <laughs> He's out. And Sammy Guevara and Jericho were previously a tag team. They call themselves the uh, sex gods. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, see what you think about that. But um, <laughs> so previous, the previous <coughs> AEW event to this Dynamite, Jericho and MJF actually pick, 
uh, beat the crap out of the Young Buck's dad. And they, like, bloodied him, and then they lawn-darted him into the side of a, a production truck that had the Young Buck's face on it. Oh. So you just see, like, his hand and then blood, like, smeared oh, down. Symbolism. The, symbolism, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they call him Papa Buck. <laughs> um, but, so when the match starts, the Bucks go straight after Jericho for the attack immediately, and... Well, can you blame them? No, I mean, you went after Papa Buck. Yeah. Um, so we get some tandem offense, of course, stereo sharpshooters from the Bucks. Um, but what happens, MJF hits his hit heat seeker for two, um, which was a very dramatic fall. We get the Judas effect to Wardlow on accident, which is further dissension. Jericho hits his finishing move on MJF's friend on accident. So you're, you're more, more uh, dissension. But then we get the melter driver from the Young Bucks. Um, to Jericho for the win, I give it three and a half bells. It was a tight, and it told a well well put together story um, for this tag team match. Tag teams are something that um, AEW puts a lot of work into, so it's nice to see when things um, come together well. Okay, uh, I haven't been a big fan of the Young Bucks in the past, but if they stick to this style where it's you're building up for the finish. It's not finishing move, finishing move, finishing move, near fall, near fall, near fall. When you build to the crescendo, which maybe they've done before, but the matches I've seen, they haven't. If we can get more of that, I will become a Young Bucks fan. Okay. And, and you know, what does my opinion matter? But I'm just saying, you know, once we get there, if I can, if I can get that from them, they'll get more from me. This is our podcast, Your Opinion Matters. Thank you. On On our podcast, so... There's that. Uh, next up, we have the Casino Royale. And we you came in halfway through this. It was a tag team royale. Did you call it Casino Royale? I call it the Casino Royale. Okay. Um, To see who will be facing the Young Bucks. And I, I believe... Like you're good. I like the Young Bucks. Um, I think they're going to be facing the Young Bucks this Wednesday night on Dynamite. Which we are now reviewing weekly shows. Dope. So you'll see what we think about that match when that time comes. But... Um, the big notes out of this, I mean, you have a lot of great tag teams in here. The Varsity Blondes, shout out to Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison. Um, I walked in halfway through this match. I didn't a know lot of Dark Order guys were in there. Um, the Dark Order guys ran in at the end of the, you know. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of that happening in this, in this organization. This is the night of run-ins, honestly. Um, like but every match. Something that sticks out really well was there's the Nightmare Family. And it's... Um, I think they call himself the Natural Nightmares or something like that. It's Dustin Rhodes, formerly known to you as Gold Dust. Oh, yeah. And QT Marshall. QT and Marshall. Got it. There's another, I think it's, I think he eliminated one of the, one of the, uh, Griff Garrison maybe. But QT eliminates one of the people that are part of the Nightmare family. And Dustin's like, yo, why are you eliminating people from the Nightmare family, bro? We're like, we're a family. Like, you can't eliminate people that we are friends with. And QT's like, this is every man for himself. Like, we want the gold, don't we? Yeah. So why are we getting rid of people? <clears throat> like, why does it matter if we get rid of? And then QT walks over to the top rope, jumps out, spits at Dustin Rhodes, and leaves. Oh, so man. QT is turned on Dustin Rhodes. I'm sure this will lead to a match I on didn't Dynamite see in a few weeks. Um, But then we get, uh, I think the final four here, we have Pac, Ray Phoenix, Jungle Boy, and I... Who was it? Oh, man, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Um, one of the final guys here. Um, one of the final guys from the tag team. I can't. Ray Phoenix? Oh, it was uh, John. John Silver. 
short you, you, the short guy from the Dark Order. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it ends up being Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy and the exchange that they had. Now you were here for that. Um. Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix, especially. You know, go ahead and we you, we pulled up a clip. Go ahead and talk about that. Okay. Who, what just happened there? Now that was Marco Stunt. Uh, what happened? Marco Stunt gave uh, one of the. Let me see here. Marco gave Evil Uno a hurricane on the apron, and he does not fully connect with it. And Evil Uno just rushes into the into the post. <laughs> it, it was pretty horrible. Yeah. If you listen to the announcers. <laughs> what the fudge? Yeah. Um, now you saw and you saw this exchange between <laughs> you saw the exchange between Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Um, yeah, going back really crisp, especially when Ray Phoenix is thrown, he does like a reverse six one nine, comes back into the ring. He, he does a half six one nine and swings back. Yeah, that was a feat of strength. He, he right even reversed it. Athleticism. Um, Jungle Uno. Boy is eliminated. Ray Phoenix and Pac will be going up against the Young Bucks. Um, at a future date for the tag championships. They were in their tag match. Um, something I like about AEW is it seems like they always are building to the next show, which is nice. I appreciate that. I gave it three and a half bells. Um, From what I saw, I gave it three bells. Um, because I like that kind of stuff. I like the flippy stuff. Uh, I didn't I didn't really notice a lot of the botches when, when, I, when I was good, but now that I look back, yeah, I gave it, I gave it three bells. <laughs> uh, next, we have Rio Mizunami. I'm um, up against uh, Hiko. I think it's Hiko. Hikona Shida. Shida. Yeah. Sorry, my uh, my Japanese is not up to par. And my handwriting has gone to hell since I've graduated. So, um, but this is like they're they're working the strong style. They're working the strong Joshi style. Um, a little bit of build of this. We had a tournament. Uh, Shida, uh, not Shida. Riho wins the tournament, and then on the last dynamite. After she won her match for the tournament, they go out there and shake hands. And then Sheeta hits her with a forearm in the chest while they're still shaking hands. And they're trading forearms. And they're both laughing at each other while they're trading forearms. Yeah. Until uh, Sheeta levels her on the ground and then laughs at her and, like, points at the trophy and say, I'll see you, you know, I'll see you at Revolution. This is at the end of the match. Uh, th- this was at Dynamite prior to this. I see. Yeah. Whoa. Um, so Sheeta is tossed Ignore into the me. crowd, Whoa. and we, we saw that where she's lightly kind of like tossed into the crowd. Yeah, kind of slowly. We get the reverse weird. cop killer, which is uh, she dropped her on the outside with the. It was it was nice. I guess it's called a reverse package pile driver as well. And then everyone starts chanting, "Holy Sheeta! Holy Sheeta!" That was cool. That was cool. Um, a nice suplex back into the ring, and they continue to work and work and work until Sheeta hits her finish and she pins um, Rio. And I gave this match three bells, but after, before you give your bells real quick, after the match, uh, Nyla Rose comes out and she's attacking. Um, she's attacking both of them. Britt Baker comes out and she's attacking, and then Thunder Rosa clears the ring. Someone comes out with a with a, with a crutch. Yeah, a, crutch. a rebel, rebel from the from the tag match. Was up with the crutch and she's attacking, but I gave it three bells. I I, I gave it three. I'll give it three bells now. I gave it two at the time, but now that I, it was it was pretty athletic. Miss um, Sheeta, I don't know Hikona Sheeta. I don't know her first name. My handwriting is awful. Um, 
she she gets a, a, a clothesline type move, and she does what what's called a kip up. Yes. Where she floop, just stands right back up, like the athleticism on that woman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, just her athleticism and her, her showman, their showmanship, um, was really botchy. Yeah, it was quite botchy as well. Um, there were, there was uh the the chest slaps in the corner. It was like. Yo, are, are they? Is she serious with that? That's like that's. You know, I think that's something that maybe it's. I'm not as prevalent and understanding of Joshi style. That might be something that they do in Japan that kind of taunts the crowd, ha, tongue in cheek type of thing. Smack, smack, smack. But like this, is like like if you can hear my hand hitting, that's how hard it was. Yeah, it, it didn't make noise, and, and like I, it was, it was weird. It was, it was quite weird. Um, but I mean, yeah, I <clears throat> once again. As you've already said, and I've said, we're excited to see the evolution of the women's division. See where things go. Oh, I'd like to see it progress. Um, I'd like to see more focus on the women. Now, they have a great tag division. Let's put more, let's take a little bit of time out of the tag division, put some more time in the women's division. That's just my opinion, though. Um, next up, though, we have a tag match. Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian go up against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Now, before this match, um, they attack uh, Chuck Taylor and... Um, Orange Cassidy. I think this was a good way, good way, in a sense, to build this matchup. Um, immediately, we notice that Taylor's head is thrown through the small window on the door. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Excuse me, folks. they get beat pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And from Miro's entrance, they drag out Chuck Taylor. Yeah. And, the, and he drags him in the ring and says, all you have to do is just say you don't want it. Like, you don't want this. And he goes, ring the bell. And they, I mean, they has a fight. They has match. Um, Orange Cassidy comes out. He puts a single elbow pad on. He limps out and hits the orange punch on Miro, which I pop for. I pop for Orange Cassidy. I like him. Yeah, I yeah like okay. him. He's the guy with the hands in his pockets? Yeah. Yeah, he's funny. Um, he, he runs wild. Like, after that, he hits a suicide dive. He gets on the top rope, hits a crossbody. Like, I get it. I understand from, from some perspectives him having his hands in his pocket is stupid. I, but uh, I, I, Doink the Clown was a clown. Okay? Like, he was a clown. Um, what about the Turkinator? What was he? The turkey? The giant turkey? Gobbly Gooker. <laughs> I mean, like, there have been so many stupid things. His gimmick is he does not care. People will underestimate him, and then he goes wild. And the cat can wrestle. Yeah, he's good. Like, he, he's, he's great. Um, he's more my size and, uh, and like, a, a high flyer. And he runs wild, and Penelope Ford takes a bump because um, Miro pushes Chuck Taylor into her, knocks her off the apron, and then doesn't care. No. He's like, no, 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 screw that. He goes tags Kip Sabian. Kip goes, my wife. He goes, get in the ring now. Like, they're building dissension here. Did I, Kip, I don't, I didn't, I missed that. Kip Sabian will obviously be the, the face in this situation. His wife got trampled. Miro doesn't care. Don't worry. You know, worry about the wife. Let's win the match. Um, Miro's a bad son of a gun. He Miro, is. Yeah. Um, and he ends up making Chuck Taylor tap to what I know is the accolade. I don't know if it's... Maybe it's called the Game Over now or something like that. He's a video, very video game-themed character sometimes. Um, but I gave it three battles. Like, I, I, Orange Cassidy was super entertaining. Chuck Taylor looked super resilient. Um, Kip Sabian kind of... He seemed like a little bit of a, a little bit of a tease. He's gonna go the other way. He's gonna become a face. And Miro looked like an absolute hoss. So I mean, you have resiliency and and 
a lot was pushed into this match. I think it did well for what it was trying to accomplish. And um, Miro, why isn't Miro a star yet? Why? Why is? Why have I never seen Miro before? Um, he was in what? WWE for a while. He was the United States Champion. I think he won the Tag Championship. He didn't get that push. Um, he didn't get sure. that big push, but. So, okay, there was a time in his career when people were chanting Rusev Day all the time. Rusev Day. Like, people were, he was, he was, like, the crowd was behind him. Why did they call it Rusev Day? What? Rusev was his name, and they were making fun of New, New Day. Rusev Day. Oh, Rusev. wow. Oh. Um, I like New Day, man. But, like, my, it's just always been me. I think his in-ring work was great. It was good. But I feel like his, he didn't, he had some charisma. But, like, it just wasn't star level. Like, the internet community could be upset, but I just didn't see him as the man that you're going to give the keys to the kingdom to. No. He's, he's not a no. John Cena. He's not The Rock. You know, he's not... He, he, I wouldn't even say, he, you know, he's... I don't really like him, but I wouldn't say he's a Seth Rollins or a Kofi Kingston or a Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. I'm not giving him the key to the kingdom. But I think his mic work lacks. It does. Um, yeah, it does. And I think that's why he's keeping him from being pushed as a star. But AEW, I think he could get a solid run as a TNT title. I think he could, their, their mid-card title. I think that he could get a good run with that. World Championship, he's not at a Kenny Omega level. And Kenny we're, Omega. We're going to get that Kenny Omega sooner or yeah, later. How many balls did you get this one? Three. Three. This was entertaining as all hell. This is good. Next up, we have the big money match. Matt Hardy, big money Matt, going up against Hangman Adam Page. And uh, in the beginning of the match, you pointed out Matt Hardy was working the signing hand. <laughs> yeah. He was signed. Yeah. Stomp, stomp, stomp. And it was, he, he pinned it between the stairs and did a running kick and smashed it. And, of course, um, Hangman Page goes, ah, grimace my hand. Ow. Bees. <laughs> yeah, not, not the bees. <laughs> it was. Uh, and they throw his the, bees up. You didn't know that Hangman Page was getting banging, did you? <laughs> I started cri- no. <laughs> you find out Matt Hardy's a cripple all along. Man, this 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 story took such a twist. Did Matt Hardy used to paint his face blue? No, it's Jeff. Never mind. <laughs> Jeff's a crip. Matt Hardy's a blood. blood. It's a true blood feud. Nah. They're the same they're brothers in the same gang. They ain't talking twenty years. Because <laughs> it's attack on sight. But um, the, it's a civil war in the household. One's fighting for the north. One's fighting for the south. Blood will be on the dance floor. I mean, battlefield. What's gonna happen next? If it was the the um the pre taped uh, uh we call it uh, uh the build up to this or like what do we call it, the, the 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 sizzler package yeah. for this was hilarious. It's gonna be on YouTube tomorrow. You gotta check it out. The Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page. I mean, if uh, you promo. if you wanna say what he said, just do a little bleepity bleep for the for the children at home. Okay, well, along he said Hangman Page. Is I, I can bleep for you. Go ahead. Something along the lines of. I've just showed everyone, I've just showed the world what I've always known. Matt Hardy is a low life Believe. sack of Believe. ass. Believe. And everybody knows it now. <laughs> and he takes a sip of his brandy. It was hilarious. The way he said it all deadpan, it was great. Um, oh man, it was great. <laughs> twist of fade to page on the outside. He gets him back in. And this is such a great sequence. He goes for the buckshot lariat. Matt Hardy catches him in the side effect, picks him back up, hits a twist of fate. Now, this is a signature and a finishing move. 4-2, Hangman kicks out. Now, this is the nice part. Um, Private Party comes out to distract. Um, That happened a lot. Not Private Party, but, like, people coming out to distract. Let's see, B. This is a count of... 
Woo! This is three times that we've had some outside interference in some sort. Yeah. Or a post-match beatdown so far. Um, but they get taken out. Then the Dark Order comes out. It's such a great spot. Hangman gets kicked off the off the apron. Falls back into the dark, dark Order. They lift him up. And he goes right into the buckshot Larry and takes his head off. That was, the, that was a, a, a hell of a spot. That was great. Um, afterwards, Paige wins. He gets all of Matt Hardy's um, first quarter or- earnings. And um, <laughs> Dark Order comes in and they're all celebrating. And they, they toast to a beer. And it looks like Adam Page may have finally joined the Dark Order. I gave this match... Four and a half bells. I got. I got. I got. Even change my score. Now, I, just talking about it makes me want to go back and watch it again. Okay, I give it four. The buckshot lariat after being put th- like like you were just talking about after being catapulted back into the ring. Oh, such a good spot. That was such a great spot. Um, and uh, the, the not to mention the promo for the match was absolutely hilarious. I haven't laughed. I, I, yeah, I laughed that hard, but it was funny. Um, Hangman Page is one of my new boys, I think. Oh, uh, it gotta be, man. Yeah, he was funny as hell. Um, the Buckshot Lariat was a, a, that, that spot was crazy. Four bells, no and doubt. Next up, we have the face of the revolution, um, ladder match. It's a bit of a sigh, but we'll get into this. So, we have Cody Rhodes, um, Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer, Pentagon, Pentagon Platinum Max Caster. Which, let's talk about his bars, okay? He, he was spitting for real. He was relevant. Um, I can't think of everything he said, but... Uh, you got canceling... put on your hands like Governor Cuomo. Yeah, and he and... said, uh, uh, canceling y'all like your Dr. Seuss. Um, yeah, he, he kept it, he kept it, uh... Relevant to relevant. the times. Yeah, it did. It was... <laughs> um, I didn't expect him to be able to spit like that, my guy. Um, then we I have... didn't expect John Cena to be able to spit, and then you told me some of his lines. I'm like, yeah, that's Method Man. You're like, nope, that's John Cena. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, okay. But, uh, then we have All Ego, Ethan Page. I didn't like that um, he guy. Was a, he was a surprise, one of the surprise signings. Um, no one cares. I had seen a little bit of him in TNA, but I will just flat out say I was pretty disappointed in his performance tonight. But let's get into that. Ethan Page hits a cutter to Archer um, across the ladder, but the ladder kind of drops while he's doing it, so it didn't look as crisp as it should have been. Um, this was <coughs> nice, though. After the first botch by Ethan Page, um, when Vance Lance Archer is... In the he's in the ladder construct. He's between the ladders, between the legs of the ladders. Yeah, which I know you have a problem with because it took him forever to set it up. And he, he adjusted and adjusted and waited. It was very obvious that he was adjusting. Yeah. Um, Paige is supposed to catch Scorpio Sky from a tur- tilt a whirl and put him in a power bomb to power bomb him onto the onto the ladder. But he couldn't hold on to him and he drops him, and then and, they repeat the spot again. And the homeboy almost hits his head on the corner of the ladder. Yeah, like. And then he powerbombed Scorpio Sky under the ladder, which has uh, Archer sandwiched between, which was a good spot. It would have been. Would have been if it, it would have been a better spot. Yeah. Um, Canadian Destroyer from Pentagon onto Cody Rhodes in the ladder that was between the between the ring and the apron. That sends Cody away. He has a, he has a shoulder injury. Um, sure did. Ethan Page <laughs> hits a frog splash, which was which was good. Um, but he botched so much tonight. He really botched a lot, and he looked. I, I, it's his debut. I get it, but they they were advertising how it's like a sixteen year vet. If you're a sixteen year vet, you don't botch like no. that. Um, <clears throat> Scorpio Sky <laughs> goes through a ladder on the outside after being pushed off. 
Cody Rhodes comes back. He's triumphant for a while. And then you have the brass ring hanging. And uh, Scorpio Sky pushes Cody Rhodes off. He grabs that brass ring. We get it. We get it. WWE bad. AEW good. Yeah. We thank you for telling us again. But he I, grabs the brass ring. I mean, watch the watch the best AEW match and then watch the most mediocre WWE match and then tell me how you feel about the quality of the talent. I'm sorry. I mean, I hear you. Um, I gave it three bells. It was lackluster for a ladder. For, for a ladder match, this was the worst one I've ever seen. I've seen bad, some bad one. This one was the there worst. There was one. no chemistry. No. Um, I get it. You want to throw some some mid cards, some randos in there, and let them kind of, you know, get their get their shine. What their beaks, right? Mm-hmm. You have the money in the bank ladder match. You throw a bunch of randos in there sometimes. Let them get their shine. Yeah. But they have chemistry. You're right. This was clunky, too clunky for my taste. But once again, I am hopeful. I'll be hopeful. Let's see how you build upon this. And how long has Cody been wrestling? Cody has been wrestling. Oh. Since before 2006, maybe 2005? No kidding. Been around for a while. Okay. So 16 years. 16-year vet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But let's... I mean, okay. Just going through the list here. Cody Rhodes, obviously, he's a talent. He can have good matches. You you haven't seen a lot of them, but he he can have good matches. I'll take a word for it. Scorpio Sky is extremely... He's extremely talented. He's the homie that won. Vance yeah, Archer, Lance Archer, he is very talented as well. Um, he was pretty clunky tonight. Which one was he? He was the one that had to adjust the ladder. <coughs> oh, but he, God, he's man. actually pretty good. Pentagon is great. Um, I've This is the first time I've ever seen Ma- uh, Max Caster. Mac, Platinum Max Caster. This is the first time I've ever seen him. And, I'm a fan. And you heard him spit those bars. And son. all ego <laughs> page has really let me down. But, yeah. I mean, out of this, you know... Well, six guys. You have four talents you can really harness. Maybe five, excluding Paige. I'm just thinking, like, let's see where these guys go. You need to get a t- title on Archer soon. He's a hoss. He's a he's a monster. Um, Scorpio Sky is also deserving of a title at some point. Um, he, he used to be a tag champion, but put a single title on him. Cody, you can sit out for a while. It's fine. It's fine. But need something on Pentagon. Need something on Caster <laughs> soon. Paige, I could care less right now. I, I thought his surprise was kind of lackluster. You saying Paige? Uh, the Ethan Page. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, I digress. We have the cinematic match, the only cinematic 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 match of the night. Uh, Sting versus uh, Sting and Darby Allen going up against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight. Um, the cinematography was okay. It was really dark, though. It, it was shot well. I mean, um, but, the, but again, the, it, it, it the was room. a vibe I wasn't expecting. I expected to have a straightforward match, and we can kind of get through this. But um, here, a cool spot I thought was Allen was thrown through the double doors um, by Brian Cage. Brian Cage looked like a hoss. Ricky Starks looked like uh, the mafia boss's douchey little nephew, Dorky Allen. That yeah, show like he's Corky Romano. He's like, oh, I'm going to whack him, guys. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's the, what, Chris, what's his name? Maltesanti? No, the guy that plays Corky Romano. Chris Kattan. He's the Chris Kattan of AEW. Ricky Starks is. That's a straight insult, bro. I'm going to I'm I'm tweet him and tell him you said that. That's fine, I'll tweet him myself. I don't but think you will. I will. Okay, fine. Um, but that's, he just didn't, I wasn't like, man, this Ricky Stark guy, he's really, uh. You're really showing out. 
Brian Cage and Darby Allen stole it. Sting had a serviceable match, but really, man, come on. You're getting old. Uh, he is getting Take old. Take care of your health. Yeah, dude. Um, but he's a legend. He is he a legend. Is, yeah, no doubt. Um, but let's talk about the bump. Cage, uh, after after Sting gets his baseball back, because Allen throws him the baseball that Sting catches it like he's catching Excalibur. You're right. Um, not the I wonder how many times Excalibur. they shot that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he got took a lot of bats to the face. But <laughs> he takes it. He, uh, he cracks it over Cage's back. He rolls Cage onto this platform in this warehouse and then you just see darby allen just elbow drop to to where i don't know to nothing um i thought that was pretty the crash pad gave way and they've kept falling (laughs) it looked like 10 more feet once he made and he jumped about 20 yeah um but then we get sting and ricky starks in the middle of the ring back and forth and sting gets the scorpion death drop and he wins i gave it two bells um i just the build was so brutal Darby Allen was dragged in a in a in a body bag <laughs> in the build to this. I saw that, yeah. and I just thought that this could have been a little bit more violent. But I see they're trying to hold off the violence until the main event. The, this, I gave it three bells. Um, it would it would have been less. The, the 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 skill level wasn't there. It was a bunch of guys hitting each other with shovels and bats. And throwing each other through doors mm-hmm. and stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't what I'm. What I like to see, but it was still entertaining, as all get out. Um, Sting looks. Sting looks. Uh, he looks like what he looks like. He's um, seen better days. Yeah. Now, who's the real jacked guy on the other? Uh, he his Cage name is Brian Cage. The He's he's a killer. Um, he's a big superhero fan. Big comic guy. Yeah. Uh, his finishing uh, was called the drill saw, or drill drill screw or something like that. Um. He used to come out with the Wolverine claws. They let him do that. He didn't I guess actually so. hit anybody with him, but he'd come out with the Wolverine. No, but they let him use like something that was it the, obviously the Wolverine and, claws. Yeah, like doll. Yeah, and then he would. He had uh, surprise Marvel let him do that. He had I mean. gear that was tailored to Wolverine. Nice. Had like the slash marks on the gear. And all. He's he's a pretty dope guy. From what I hear, he's actually he gets on Twitter and is like. Hey guys, I need some anime recommendations. Send them to me. Or hey guys, I need a TV show. Send them to me. Like he's really interactive with his fans and seems like an honest, honest to goodness good guy. <laughs> really? Um, what's the what's the word? Uh, oh yeah, from the Saturday Night Live sketch. Gosh darn it, people, people like, like me. I was gonna, Brian what? Cage. Gosh darn it, people, people like, like you. you. Wasn't that special? <laughs> Wasn't that special? <laughs> Funny story about Dana Carvey. I was uh, going through the cast of the Halloween films to see who was alive, what's up to, and all kind of stuff, because I do that one in my long time. Um, <laughs> I watched Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection with, uh, with the aunt and uncle of my wife, also my aunt and uncle now. But, um, aunt and uncle-in-laws. In-laws, yes. <laughs> and I was like, Dana Carvey, I wonder what he's up to. Wikipedia says Dana Carvey is 91 years old. I texted my mom, I said, yo, why is Dana Carvey 91 years old? She goes, no, 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 no. His birthday is June 2nd. Dana Carvey is 65. I said, mom, Wikipedia said that Dana Carvey, I went back and fixed it. I had to edit it and fix it. Oh, my God. But it said he was 91. (laughs) But I kid you not, my mom sent me a text message saying, Dana Carvey, born June 2nd is 65 years old and i know she didn't wikipedia it first of all i don't think she knows how to but secondly <laughs> it was literally like that like i said dana carvey's 91 mom this is crazy 
how I was like, Mike Myers is like 60. How does this make sense? And she said, no, no, no. Literally text. No, no, no. Dana Carvey is 65. June 2nd. 90. Like, I guess she like had a crush on D- Dana Carvey. Or maybe she like, like pre followed his career. <clears throat> or she watched his film blank slate. <laughs> He's a private detective that forgets every night he goes to bed. Oh, the Master of Disguises, which was awful. It was um, awful, but I, that movie was played so many times in my house. I bet. Um, maybe become like, another person. Become another person. He was a, tw- a turtle. Am I a turtle from the Turtle Club? Yeah, that's <laughs> comedy gold. I guess. I guess uh, that was after Wayne's World. So he was uh, whatever he did. It was you know. No one really saw him after uh, after Wayne's World too. He didn't do anything. Anything. Uh, he did. A, he had a couple of stand-up uh, specials. Is he funny? Yeah. His well, like, his George Bush Senior impression was always funny. <laughs> like he he he's uh, had a sketch that he would do when he was on uh, in stand up about how um, folk singers and and rock singers they would they would like make up the words on the spot. Like there was a lady I didn't know her, <laughs> so she was the lady that I didn't know. They want she chopped a broccoli. broccoli. Yeah, broccoli. in the background. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went on a deep dive with Dana Carvey today. Uh, I watched his old, uh, uh, oh, head, oh, was it, head injury, Harry, head wound Harry, <laughs> and he, like, shows up at the party, and, like, there's a giant head wound on him, and he's like, I just need to go to sleep, and they're like, Harry, okay, he goes, I just need a nap, <laughs> and he's sleeping, and the dog walks up and starts licking the side of his head, he goes, oh, my thoughts are gone, <laughs> where are they? And everybody's like, oh, like people are like Sick. the dogs like actually licking your face, and like people are like in the back like looking like you're gonna throw up. And then somehow I got to Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and the, the actress that played Finkel and Einhorn, yeah, Finkel is um, Einhorn, Einhorn, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, um, she got arrested. Sean Young, Sean Young got arrested for stealing two MacBooks from a movie set. When? Uh, back in like 2008, she got fired from the movie oh, set because they're man. like, they're like, you're not a good director, and she was like. Okay. And then she came back with her son and stole two MacBooks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, um, yeah, we have Sean Young stealing two MacBooks from our movie set. And the police are like, why are you taking the MacBooks? And she's like, I thought they were mine. And they're like, no, they're not. <laughs> she goes, oh, I must be mistaken. And they're like, yeah, you, you are. Turn around and put your hands behind your back now. <laughs> are you too, son? Oh, oh you're six? We can pepper spray him. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do that down in America. Uh Let's get to our main event. All right. Speaking of violence here. <laughs> Speaking of... Um, oh, how many bells do you give that match? I give that three. Okay. Um, next, we have the bar exploding barbed bar wire, wire death match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. John Moxley. This um, was bizarre, ladies and gentlemen. Against Kevin... Oh! Oh, Kenny. Kenny! Oh! Mega! Yeah, they, they announced it all Japanese style. Like, yeah, I, like, oh, mega! Held it out forever. Yeah, dude. Um, Mox weird. is blinded when he gets thrown into the ropes. Yeah, uh, well, he, well, he gets blinded by no, he powder. No, he got powder thrown in his face. He got powdered. He got Poor Fiji, guy. Fiji powdered. Um, and then he gets pushed into the rope. Fiji, Mr. Fiji. Used to carry powder with him. <laughs> okay. And salt in people's faces. Uh, he gets nice. thrown into the ropes. He's blinded. Um, It's... Like, it's what you'd expect from an exploding... Oh, well, what, almost what you'd expect from a... Not exactly what you would expect 
but it's what you expect from exploding deathmatch, barbed wire deathmatch in 2021. This just made me shake my like. I looked at my feet and shook my head. Like this was that was embarrassing. Um, let's, one, get, let's talk about the match. One winged angel is kicked out by Moxley, and this is the part you really like. But let's get to the beforehand. Um, they're out and they fight on the outside, and you're like, okay. They they do the whole exploding spots and they get thrown to the barbed wire in the corner and they use the bat and everything. But this is we're the, getting, the we're, first time they get thrown into the ropes that were that were why well, that looked awesome. We're getting to the penultimate moment here. We're thinking, okay, this is we're getting close to bringing us home. When they're on the outside of the ring, and they have the box set up, and this is, it's going to explode. <laughs> yes, it's going to be an explosion. And Kenny Omega <clears throat> takes the paradigm shift onto the exploding box, and the two sides pew pew. Just two like firecrackers went off. Um, now it listen, was... it's cool. It, it is it is a spot though. They landed on a thing of barbed wire. That's Kenny Omega went head first. Yeah. So they go back into the ring, and we're getting to the finish here. And there's a one-winged ang- one winged angel, and no one's ever kicked out of this. They say, no one ever kicks out of it. I think someone has in Japan, but no one's ever kicked out of it. And John Moxley can't kick out. So he takes his foot, kicks the rope, and the explosion goes off and can't make his face. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It was, storytelling. It was, it was hilarious. And it's, it's using your ring awareness, and it's, it makes wrestling seem just a teensy bit real. More real. Uh, it just, yeah, obviously, I mean. It's real taking, to us. But it it brings <laughs> realism to the sport of professional wrestling. Does it, though? It? I mean, if you can't get up, you're going to go to the closest thing you can to get the guy off of you. And you yeah. Um, and then the Bullet Club comes out, okay? Uh, we have another interference. This is weird, man. Uh, like, like, it was Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, and uh, <laughs> Big, I think it's like Big XL, Luke Gallo, or some stupid whatever his name is now, um, they come out and they're, you know, they're attacking him and they <coughs> hand him the barbed wire bat laced with explosives, which looked pretty cool when he got hit with it. Um, and then they pull the chair out and he does the one-winged angel on the chair and he wins the match. Kind of a damp rag to throw in the fire. But that's not where things that's end. Not, that's not the damp rag. Because it was a towel. they start, <laughs> no, the towel's coming because they start beating him down and they're, they're hitting him, they're really working him over and the timer comes on. It's gonna. The ring's gonna explode. Oh no! The whole ring is going to explode. So they run out, and there's like ten seconds left. And A Kingston comes out, and he cradles his friend because he just couldn't pick him up. I guess he just cradles him, and then pew pew pew. Four fireworks. And then some Fourth of July sparklers in the corner. Yeah. And then announcers are like, "He's dead. He's dead." So the guy who came out to cradle him pretended like he was dead for a few minutes. It was really bizarre. It was. Like, oh man, it was so weird. Like, the like, show I must go on. Never break kayfabe. <laughs> but like, man, I would have like looked up. Like, was that it? Like, you would have been able to see my me lip reading. You would have been able to see my mouth saying that was the explosion. Like, straight and, up. And I I saw a tweet, and they said, and now we haven't talked about one of the big signings they had during the show. We haven't talked about that yet because we have a little oh, yeah. segment where we talk about some news. Leading up, you know, leading up into this next week, a little bit of a news briefing for the AEW fans and AEW show. But this, <laughs> someone tweeted, they said, "It looks like Tony Khan spent all this money signing people rather than paying for the pyro at the end of the show." That's oh my god! That's accurate. That's absolutely accurate. Um, but I gave the match four bells. Did you? I did. Um, I thought the ending sequence was pretty dope. Um, besides the Bullet Club's inter- interference. Okay, now, uh, whack pyrotechnics aside, 
the um, the blatant disregards that, that disregard that these fellas showed for their own bodies. Wow. I mean, like, really, this is, like, I don't want to say it's inspiring because I don't want little kids doing this, but they were both leaking blood because it's a barbed wire match, an exploding barbed wire match. Yes. And that's real blood. In wrestling, when you see blood, it's not fake. It's not special effects. It's not com uh, uh, computer, computer generated CGI. It's real blood. Five bells. The, the, all right. Yeah, that's. I, I, I'm being nice. You know, I don't do halves, but it's worth more than four and a half to me. So, all right. Yeah. Um, now let's get it for this whole show. We of course we have to give our grades and everything out and our awards, and then we'll get into some of <coughs> the news. Um, so, what would you say was the match of the night? Oh man, I, I hate the the, the Shida versus Mizunami match. The two Shida women. Okay. Um, I put my I put notes away immediately. I guess I forgot that we still had stuff to talk about. Um, match of the night to me, this was a tough one because I really, you know, I'd like to say <laughs> it would Moxley and Bullet Club. I think it's, I think it's Hardy and Page. That was, that was, that was um, the one too. Dang it! I really yeah, popped for that at the end. I really popped for that. Um, worst match of the night. I'm gonna say the ladder match. I gotta say the ladder match. I'm also going to say the ladder match. I think it disappointed me. Um, I didn't think too much about the women's tag match, not just because they're women, but it was on the buy-in, so I didn't know how much time they were going to have. But I think the other women's match was fantastic. The The tag match with Kip and Miro was great, but that ladder match was just... It was disappointing. Um, it was almost Sting and Darby Allin. Um, it could really be that of the ladder match. The Street Fighter and the ladder match, one of the two for me, honestly. That's uh, understandable. Who's your star of the night? Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega. Dude showed up and showed out. I like I that's um he, that was a, that was a heck of a match. I would say start of the night for me would be um, Moxley. Um, with a runner up being, um, Hangman on Page. Uh, <laughs> so entertaining, but uh, he, funny. Moxley, the nuances he was given, <laughs> um, he bled a lot. He took a lot of damage. Um. Yeah. I, I like the heels. You like the faces. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. And who's your ride back of the night? Oh, boy. I'll tell you about Mine's Ethan Page. Which one was Ethan Page? Uh, he was the uh, add-on to the ladder match. Oh, yeah. He was garbage. Ethan Page is my ride back he of the pretty, night. Pretty he horrible. was garbage. Yeah, he's pretty horrible. <clears throat> um, you have a spot of the night. That's for sure going to be the... The buckshot lariat, like when he was thrown back in by the dark That's corner. mine as well. That was perfect. That was great. Oh, gosh. It was great. Um, and I think our botch of the night, we might agree on it, was the final explosion. No, I'm going to say it went, um, and, and, okay, that was bad. But there was one where someone just charged to the ring, the ring corner. <laughs> and ran, like, who, Evil Uno. Evil Uno. It doesn't happen to him. He just ran. And fell into it. Oh, knocked out. Like, no um, I didn't think about that. That, I think I'll, I'll, can we both agree on two and say ring explosion in that? Yes. Okay, good. Because that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was a botch. Now, what's your final grade for the, for the night? I'll give it two bells. Uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it three. Um... There's just one, two, probably two or three matches that's holding it back from being a, our, so just so you guys know, I, this is nothing we've ever announced as a podcast, but in my mind, this is how I think about it. If you're a three and a half and above, 
easy rewatch. Um, if you're a three and below for me, as far as pay per views, I'm talking not not not, not singular matches, but pay per views. I'm gonna skip certain matches to watch you. This is a three. I would skip matches and just and pick, select watch. the ones I want to watch. Yeah, there were good ones. Yeah. Um, this isn't a complete watch through. I wouldn't sit down and watch all this through again. No, I just don't have a reason to. I don't think I'd like to. I'd, I'd probably skip two Especially or three. Especially that matches. ladder match. God. Well, that was, was yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, all right, so that's that's the review for a show. But let's talk about some news. We have some breaking news here. Ethan Page has has signed with AEW. Um, you don't know a whole lot about Ethan Page, but Ethan no. Page is a big deal in, in the in the TNA market. Um, I think we're just gonna see where things go. His it looks like his character is he's all ego Ethan Page, so he's a self obsessed wrestler. MJF is also a self-obsessed Jericho. You have a lot of those. So let's, I don't know where he's going to land, but hopefully um, he lands somewhere that's beneficial to the other talent on the, sh- on the card. He wasn't the best of the night. Obviously we gave him our, our Ryback of the night, but let's see where he grows in later television. But this is the big signing. The instant classic. Outwork everyone. Christian Cage is signed to AEW. Yeah, that was that was surprising. Um, there's been some talk because the people were saying, okay, is he is he you know signed with WWE? Is he signed um, with AEW? Who is he signed with? What's his work? He just came back from WWE. Uh, yeah, he just came back from injury. He wasn't cleared to compete to make concussions, and now he's coming to wrestle for AEW All Elite Wrestling under the name Christian Cage is what he wrestled um, as in TNA. He was the instant classic um, Christian Cage. Nice. And he would come out and be a C here and a C here with a hole right here so you can see his abs. Um, he's in good. He looks longer. He still looks in really looks, good shape. Yeah, and I'm excited to see. Is he going to be a heel face? He's going to be the, the vet that's kind of both. I know I know how this works. Um, is he going to feud with uh, Cody Rhodes? He's going to feud with Jericho? There's, there's a lot of talent he can work with. Yeah. And I'm not the type of person that's in the camp that says, Oh, they left WWE. Screw that guy. No. I want to see what he could do with the talent pool that AEW has. I think that's very interesting about the wrestling scene in 2021. You have Impact. You have um, ROH is opening back up. MLW, NWA, um, you know, AEW, WWE. You also have Independence, um, Imperial Wrestling, Kapow Wrestling, KFW, KWA, um, you know, uh, Deep South Wrestling, New South. You have a lot of wrestlers who can work with a lot of different talent. So I think, as fans, we need to look at it this way. Yeah, Christian left WWE. He could have done something with Edge. He could have done something with Randy. But what if he works with Scorpio Sky? What if he works a match with uh, Miro? Oh, man. Or he's working with Hangman Page. <laughs> um... Or any, I mean, like you, you, you see something different. You can't look bad against him, no, or with him if he's on if you're tag teaming with him. You and we'll get him. to see something different. I think that's the great thing about wrestling nowadays. You can see something different. I can go see Kenzie Page take on Dream Girl Ellie. Or, Is it Ellie or L? I don't know. Okay, Dream Girl. Yeah. Um, or I can see her take on Kenzie Page. Or I can see Thunder Rosa take on Britt Baker, Riho. Um, one day maybe Bailey or Sasha, which would be fantastic. 
<laughs> it'd be golden. Um, yeah, she's great. It would be freaking amazing. Um, but I mean, there's so many. She is, she is a smoke show. <laughs> but there's so many talent we can see her go up against. I mean, I I that's that's what I like about the new generation of wrestling that we have here. Um, they're, they're doing some talent sharing, and I'm I'm okay with it as long as you continue to build up your talent. But it has a very WCW feel, where talent from here is signing with here, and talent from here is signing with here, and there's exclusive deals over here, and we haven't had the Bret Hart moment, but one day we might. That'd be you crazy. might have you know Randy Orton stand in the middle of the ring and do AEW and just drawn out before you get stomped by everybody. Not gonna happen. It won't. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many things that we could see today as a wrestling fan, and I'm looking forward to these encounters, Christian. And and Brian Cage, or Christian and Darby Allen. There's a lot. There's so many different things. Christian and Sting. Though is Sting wrestling now again? Yeah, I think a part-time basis. Uh, something I like about <clears throat> AEW is they're they're taking they take vets like Arn Anderson, Tolly Blanchard, people of the yesteryears, and they pair them up with new talent. Like Jake the Snake came out with Lance Archer, looking like his grandpa. He's kind of you know he's giving him um, a little bit of a push by saying, "Hey, I'm co-signing with him." It, it's like uh, Dre taking on M. Yeah, or Fifty, hey, or co- Snoop. Yeah, I co-signed this white guy. I co-signed yeah. this white boy. And I'm saying, hey, I co-signed Fifty Cent. Why should he play his music? Because I co-signed for him. Why should Vance Archer be in the ladder match, even though it wasn't that great? Well, I'm Jake the Snake. I co-signed for him. My credentials will speak for his credentials. I think that's uh, that's something that AW has, and they do well. They they work well with their vets and their and their and their legends. Um, something I'm super excited to see where things go, and we have a great impact. This uh, not impact. We have a great NXT and AW coming up. AW we're gonna have Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen. Um, that'll be a great uh, one. That's a match. They're they're this, wrestling each other this Wednesday night. Oh man. Um, we're also going to have, I believe, um, oh man, they just, I, th- I think we're going to have the Young Bucks and, um, they're good. I like those guys. And, uh, Ray Phoenix and, uh, and Pac, um, they, they have, they have some great matches announced. They're having a six man, six women tag match, Thunder Rosa, um, Riho and Rio. Against Britt Baker, Rebel, and I want to say, no, no, okay. Um, <clears throat> whoo, who was it? She was, she was the angry tonight. Um, Sheeta? No, not Sheeta. I can't remember her, but she, there, she's, she's gonna be a six man. Oh, Ito, Ito. Um, there's gonna be a six woman ma- tag match there. So we're excited. The podcast is taking on a lot more than we've ever had before. Um, it's not going to be a retro review every single Saturday, though we will keep our pay-per-view reviews on Saturday. But Mondays, we will have our Raw reviews. Um, we're holding off an impact right now. But Wednesday, we will have our NXT and AEW reviews. And then Friday nights, we'll have our Friday Night SmackDown review with a review on Saturday. And whenever we have a pay-per-view, we'll have... A Monday review, Wednesday review, well, Monday review, two Wednesday reviews, a Friday review, 
a Saturday review and a Sunday review. So we are giving out content and we are giving out the, the top premiere content for the premiere listeners. And that's what we do here at the Notice Qualification Podcast. Hell so yeah. do us a favor. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Oh, man. Anywhere podcasts can be listened to except for Pandora. Savvy. Um, you can share our podcast. Um, also, you can retweet our tweets whenever we tweet them out. So do a favor and tweet our tweets when we retweet our tweets. So if I tweet the podcast, you retweet it. Let's get the word out because we are the premier podcast for the premier listeners. Um, not to mention we have a lot of big stuff coming up. And WrestleMania is right around the corner. We also have Fastlane around the corner as well. So do us a favor. Share our podcast. It's a no disqualification podcast. We are available to be listened to anywhere. And if you are an Apple user, go down to where you can leave a review and give us a five-star because we give you a five-star, our listener. Because we love you. So give us that five-star frog splash down there in the reviews and let them, let let everyone know. Once again, we're the premier podcast. For the premier listener. I have been Adrian. I've been Laszlo. And we thank you for listening to the No Disqualification Podcast. Leave us a five. And we will leave you a five in your heart. One love.